What's up, everyone? Hey, guys and gals. And gal. Welcome to our pod. Actually, it's probably more gals than guys. More gals. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking at you like, he's so cute. I'm going to watch his podcast. No. Me? Oh, like they're they're only coming to watch me. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to Marriages for Quitters. My name's Lucas. And I'm Lindsay. And we're talking... What? I don't know. I was gonna what? <laughs> <laughs> you had an idea. No, I've got an idea. Oh. No, I was going to do a catchphrase or something, but then I realized I don't have one. Oh. <laughs> you just have a catchphrase face. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> I'll, I'll get one later. So this season, we've brought on some couples, some people that are near and dear to our hearts and who we value um, not only in friendships, but also as married, married people. And we think that they have a lot to bring to the table as far as their marriages go and um, successes and trials that they've faced and thought it would be great to bring them on and shed some knowledge that way. Um, my heart's beating fast right now. Are you nervous? I think I'm nervous. Oh my gosh. It's oh my like gosh. Our, it's like our 13th show. You should be a professional well, by now. I think I'm nervous because we're talking about money today oh and they're gonna like say things about like and, and we're gonna have to like yeah i'm gonna have to like oh. not spend money no more amazon <laughs> wah, wah, wah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did talk about finances but we're not in our when we were just doing it ourselves that was season one season one <laughs> old school yeah but <laughs> it's great to get you know perspective from different people and um people that are have learned a lot from it so Today we have Peggy and Joel. I just blanked on you. Tacy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the Tacy's, but Tacy's. okay. Yeah. See, and I should have I should have supported you. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't do my husbandly duties. Uh, um, and we met at church. Correct. Yes. So they're going to be talking to us a little bit about finances, but also just so you guys can know who these amazing people are. Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and where, how you guys met, your marriage? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> where do you start? Where do I start? Well, I've uh, been here for 23 years now. In case you can't tell, she has a cute little accent. Thank you. <laughs> uh, from France. So, yeah, I came uh, 23 years ago as a nanny, an au pair. And then during that time, I met uh, this gem right here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 20, almost one year later, four kids later. Four kids. Four kids. Ooh, you're beating us by one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're done, so we're good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah, I think, what? Do you want to add anything, you know, how we met? Well, tell us about you. Who are you? Who yeah. are you? Yeah. What do you? Yeah. Tell us Who about you. Who are you? Because you're the pretty exciting. Of this incredible woman <laughs> over here. Who uh, I met her as a uh, 19-year-old French nanny. Oh, hello, every guy's hey, dream. Hey yo. Hey yo. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> Did you have like Did the black and white yeah. outfit and everything? Oh, that's a maid. Well, uh, oh, we did, both said it though. I, yeah. I, I did wear that for Halloween one time. Oh, okay. so <laughs> and, and I made sure she kept that costume. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but just met met when she was 19 and I was 23. And, uh, you know, the timing couldn't have been more perfect. I just got out of college. She was just getting ready to leave the U.S. Mm-hmm. to end her nanny ship. Um, and, uh, yeah, we crossed paths and uh, went on some dates. And,. Uh, 
But before I knew it, she had to leave the country, and we kept in touch. And uh, she eventually came back as a student, and we picked up right where we left she off. She wasn't your nanny, right? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's good. That's no. good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she was my nanny. That'd be similar to how <laughs> how we met. What? Because you're my boss. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, we totally. Um, <laughs> so she came back for to do another nanny ship. What do you call I, it? Well, yeah, I did. I was an au pair for like au the pair. first year. You know where you have to you know, like stay with the family, you live with the family, Yeah. you pretty much have to go to school. It's one of the requirements. So I went to Delta. Oh, you guys met at school? No. No. So went there, and then before my year was up, I was training a new nanny from Germany. Uh, oh. And then the, this uh, gentleman was doing some fun balloon twisting in oh. Midland. <laughs> oh. And Who? <laughs> and uh, went and showed like town around and then we saw you know two 19 year olds like who cares you know whatever we didn't have the kids with us and we saw somebody doing balloons uh-huh. and so we stood in line and um, well he couldn't understand me she had a very thick French accent <laughs> yeah I could, I could barely understand anything she said Wow, um, even after 20 years, it's still there. It's still there. It's not that bad. Trust <laughs> no. me, if I can speak to kids and they understand and do yeah. quizzes, I'm good. But yeah, so at that time, it was kind of tricky. But yeah, we, we went on a couple dates and then came back with an international student vi- visa. And mm-hmm. then, you know, years later, you know. Well, well that kind of leads us into communication because from the get-go because mm-hmm. we had such a weird language oh, barrier yeah. we had to be like crystal clear about everything you know oh. like you know everything our love for each other mm-hmm. our goals think just daily basis if we're going to go just go do something and come right back like it wasn't always easy to explain that um uh you know just because of the language barrier but she is a, a super quick learner and uh Probably a culture barrier too, right? Uh, You know, like her armpits were like a little bit. (laughs) Oh my! You know what? That's one of the first things people ask me, and no, that's Portuguese ladies. Really? Um, It is. Oh, I always hear French. No, it's Portuguese. My Portuguese family and and hippies now too. Hippies, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's just yeah. I would say yeah. Communication, understanding is definitely crucial. But really, no cultural barrier because this this girl has loved America since she's been like eight years old. Because she she loves American culture because it's dramatically different. In in Europe, no proms, no school dances, wow. uh, no no social stuff in schools at all. You go to school to learn. You want to play sports, you play for the city, or you do other social mm-hmm. things, right? Wow. But but it extends beyond that. So when she saw the various media, you know, music and movies, and she kind of lived through that because that's not the way it works in in France. And uh, well, we watch it through, like you know, Beverly, you know. 90210 yeah, exactly. to like yeah, Melrose yeah. Place so, so, so yeah. dating myself you know well, <laughs> like all those movies you know friends everything you know was like imported to Europe with you know dubbed it and everything but you still like saw a glimpse of it mm-hmm. so, so you're diff- watching it in French in French wow which I can't do that anymore I oh. cannot watch American movie in French anymore Cause oh I yeah because it'd be weird well, it's so weird I can read the, the lips and I can know you know I can hear the voices and everything I literally cannot it just like drives me crazy Oh, why were you uh, twisting up balloons? So uh, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be a self-employed magician 
And uh, I, I do some other things on the side like balloon animals because I got bills to pay. And so, sometimes events already have a stage type performer. And uh, what's funny is that event was booked through the city of Midland for a very specific event. They hired me one time ever. So in 30 years, they hired me one time and got me my wife. Wow. And I, that and was I, it. I actually called them about maybe six or seven years later and I said, uh, hey, thank Thanks for working with me. Hey, you've only worked with me once, right? You barely ever work with me. But the one time you did work with me, I got my wife. That I is just super wanna, cool. You know, thank you so much. And, and it was funny because he didn't know whether I was like insulting him because, uh, you know, uh, you never work with me, dude. But but he was like, oh, OK, well, thanks for the call anyway. <laughs> uh, but but like I said, the, you know, the timing was was just mm-hmm. uh, miraculous. I mean, it could could be even from God. Who knows? And uh, you know, it was because I literally you, you know that that. Um, when you apply to be a nanny, an au pair, you don't pick the family. The family picks you. Mm. So I literally had interview between the family in Midland here and a family from the Silicon Valley. In California? In California. Oh, wow. And the family in Midland got me within a minute before the other family. Wow. Wow. And I came into a Christian family. Okay. Were you a Christian? Nope. Oh, I was, you know, like the good old Catholic, you know, yeah, going yeah. to church every so often with the family, you know, here and there, Christmas, you know, Easter, but okay. no, never. So that's kind of like, you know, they really introduced me to going to church, you know, in different, you know, backgrounds. So it was kind of, it was kind of nice. While the dad was also from Argentina. So we oh. already had that, you know, that culture yeah. extra, you know, not feeling like out of, you know, out of sorts. And even the nanny before me was from uh, was french canadian okay so we had you know our own like french language french english and still good friend with her so we always joke around about that so yeah that's so cool how many kids is it just that one family you ended up that one family had two boys and then i did come back and then nanny for another family who had three kids okay so, that's so cool. Yeah. I want to do that now. No, that's no. <laughs> no, you don't want to. No, you're already doing it. You're I'm good. already You can doing just it. wear the outfit for me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'll let you borrow it. So when you guys saw each other, was it like sparky or how was it? I mean, I, I, no question for me. I saw these two beautiful 19-year-old, you know, or young young women uh-huh. stand in this line and... Uh, don't get me wrong. I love balloon animals, right? But I've been making them for hours that day. And, <laughs> and I was kind of getting a little tired. I was toward the end. But as they approached, I started to slow down on the balloon okay, animals. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> let's talk to these ladies. But again, I could barely understand what they were saying. <laughs> and, uh, but we, uh, you know, yeah. I Did was, you just exchange numbers like right there? Uh, we, you were done. Well, well, I got to I gotta uh, think about you this. Were done. I, you were done. You were the last well, one, I, and well, then we went for a walk. Well, I mix up, yeah, our, our first few, couple encounters, I tend to mix up. But I believe uh, it was the classic thing like, hey, what time are you off? You know, <laughs> I, was, I was like, hey, I'm done in like no time if you want to just hang out and chat some more. Yeah. And that's and, what we did. Okay, so that's what we did. And yeah, we just swapped uh, phone numbers back when that's what people did. Yeah. You know? Now <laughs> it's like, what's your Snapchat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Or WhatsApp. Or, yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's what, yeah, that's what we did. We went yeah. for a walk over the church and we talked for quite a while. Then we exchanged number because if you remember, the dad, the host dad that I was working was in a band and then he was playing and then we found out, you know, we couldn't, I couldn't go because I wasn't old enough. At 19? Yes, because yeah, well, you got to think was, it's 21 well, here in the it US. Was in, it was in a bar, exactly. Oh. And, and, but it was a, a, the type where it was, you know, past a certain time. So you oh, weren't got allowed it. to be. Okay. So then we ended up... Um, 
shortly thereafter, we went on a double date to a Margaritaville party in downtown Midland. Tons of people. And uh, went, like I said, double date with a couple of our friends. I, I don't know why. Well, you guys met them. Vicky Melissa. Some, if I saw their some, face, some yeah. fun people. Yeah, I'm yeah. terrible. And, and, <laughs> and I don't know if it was my idea or somebody else's, but for some reason I brought my balloons again. So she's probably <laughs> thinking, okay, this guy likes balloons. <laughs> no, it's what you did but, with the balloons. Well, well, it's just like, I'm I, like. I actually, I actually oh, what started making, I made us some party hats and then ah. like everybody there wanted party hats and then they just started handing me money and it was like. I'm a, lucky enough <laughs> to have had a Joel party hat. <laughs> Yeah. No, so, you don't remember. You made more than just party hats. I, uh, people uh, were drunks. <laughs> like, think about it. What do you think you can make with balloon that people mm. that are drunk that you can wear? Vaginas. Men, no comment. Thank you so much. Exactly. No. Oh, that and of course the other portion that goes oh with that. Goodness. So yes. <laughs> You know what happens at a Margaritaville party stays, stays at, a at a Margaritaville yeah. party. But but yeah, after a while though, I was just like, I'm done making balloons. I'm done. I'm done. I had to just tell everybody that. But no, we we danced that night together, and uh, I don't know. I from like I said, from that minute on, I was just uh, all about this girl. Well, it was just nice for me to just be me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't care as much what was going on. I was just myself, not trying to like you know be pushed around by you know like hey. He knew I was leaving a couple months later. He knew that, I, you know, that was the plan, what was going on. But it was just nice to just, you know. Yeah. Well, that, that was actually one of the things that made it a lot easier for me to, like, talk to you and be, uh, you know, like, forthright with you. Because I was like, oh, this girl's leaving anyway in a couple months. Even <laughs> if I make a fool out of myself, who cares? I'll never yeah. see her again. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but prior to that, like, I would talk to a girl maybe i'd even make a good impression but i'd never call her i'd never like go after her like i said i'd never be forthright because i was like i this is weird i don't know i'm i'm just a goofy guy but like i said with her it was different and uh you made made an international dinner okay <laughs> i pulled out all the stops to try to impress this girl I'm an international dinner yeah exactly oh, so, I like, made, so i made like what was it, it was like spaghetti. italian was spaghetti <laughs> America was Texas toast. Oh, like a whole, like all like the a whole oh, meal. Wow. Fr- French cut green beans, right? So I, I like, <laughs> <laughs> but it cooked for me, which you know was kind of yeah, nice. Yeah. You know, something that you know usually you don't see or do, and so uh-huh. you know, it was kind of nice just to be to be treated, you know, like somewhat, you know, hey. Well, well plus, like she said, it was kind of nice because for both of us, we we could kind of drop our family yeah, exactly our how we are with our family and our friends because it was just like a brand new person we mm-hmm. weren't we weren't connected to each other we weren't connected to any of our friends or family so it was just like this new you know sunlight in your life yeah and uh hey new country i didn't have to worry about anybody else but myself so yeah and you know we both i mean these are pretty common but at that time we both loved uh you know movies and, and we loved uh concerts uh we yeah. loved punk rock and we mm-hmm. loved traveling and and Ska. adventures was she ever well, no that, that's no well, okay that's well, you funny, that's you. funny story about that <laughs> so I, I made one of the worst decisions in my life about the time i met her uh, was it 2002, <laughs> did we figure out? 2001, 2002 for so, the Warp so, Tour. So she went oh. to, uh, uh, I think it was probably 2002 Warp Tour, maybe 2001. Mm-hmm. And I'm like an idiot. I passed on it because I had to work. Cause I back, had VIP tickets. Ba- back then, work <laughs> was the most important thing in my life. But uh, <clears throat> I saw the list, the lineup, you know, 20 years later, and... I, I love all those bands more than she does oh. now. I actually try to go see them now, even, even <laughs> now. But I look at the list from back then I, of the 50 bands, like 30 of them are just unbelievable. Oh, and I'm man. like, 
I made a terrible decision that day. So, uh, <laughs> Why? And I had fun going backstage and hanging out with, you know, like people, like a good Charlotte, some 41, You Found Glory. I All even have a picture with Pharrell. Well, well, Farrell and, well, and well, what's, what's yeah, funny just, is just the, the, most mm -hmm. of those bands and even a lot of the other ones, they weren't as nearly as big as they were five mm -hmm. years later. Mm -hmm. Like 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 she said, they were just walking around and hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we had a lot of like sort of pop culture stuff and, and daily you yeah. know things in common that we liked and uh yeah that just sort of gave us our, our connection she left and i said uh don't come back for me you know that's what i said i was like you can come back but don't come back for me and then she's like oh i'm coming back for school but i found out later she really came back for me <laughs> which which i didn't mind but i, I didn't want that pressure you yeah. know what i mean like uh but remember also i found out that becoming a teacher in the u.s was a lot easier than becoming a teacher in france oh. so it was it didn't make sense for me to come back and finish some kind of a degree here which would help me if i ever went back mm -hmm. to be able because english teachers are very rare oh. and very hard to find in europe and especially oh. good ones. So it was kind of like, well, it's a double things. You know, I can get a degree here, kind of learn some stuff and then, you know, move on and go back home if I never, if I ever needed to be and then just, you know, become a teacher over there. Mm -hmm. So it kind of was like a dual, dual things, but yeah. Yep. So we get, we met in 2001. We got married in 2003. We didn't have our first kid until 2006, seven, seven. <laughs> so so think about that we had six years together uh, -huh. uh you know before we had a kid and that that's what i do like to tell people i mm -hmm. say i don't know nothing about anything but when you get married wait yeah. at least a period of time before you have a baby um just because babies are awesome but they they take a, a lot of your time and resources right and you can't like we were just talking about being like you're true to yourself you can't yeah. really do and say all the things you want to if you have a baby that you're taking care of. Well, but now, even finances, you know, this which, you know, will bring us, you know, fin trying to figure the finances, you know, I came in with no debt because, you know, <coughs> coming from a different country. But, you know, except for maybe a little bit of, you know, college, university, which I try to pay cash most of the time. Mm -hmm. But it's not usually the case when people meet, you both have packages, you both have debts in some kind, shape or form. And then you have to combine them together and then trying to learn to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I think is, you know, one of the big, you know, major topic in marriage, mm -hmm. financial. What do we do? How do we do it? And so I think, you know, for us, it did help us, you know. And it was kind of tricky because, well, I was still a nanny working a little bit part time. I didn't have, I only had a visa with me. Mm -hmm. Until, you know, when we get married and even that, I had to apply through the whole immigration system, getting a green card, learning how to, you know, process all that and married to a self-employed person who was just studying a business. So uh, it was pretty tricky just trying to, you know, understand how to survive. My, even my parents were like, you're going to marry what? Who? A magician? Yeah. Is he even going to be able to provide for you? Like so, money, well, everything. And, and, and at that time... I was barely making yeah. any money because I just got out of college and uh, I was really immature. And so was, I was like, I don't want, I was like, kids are okay, but I don't want kids anytime soon. And she's like, oh, okay. But I mean, let, let me put it this way to tell you like how little money we had. I, I did, I bought her a laptop to impress her. That was, that was like all the money I had. I couldn't even Aww. afford a wedding ring. We I, bought, to go I bought the rings. Ring. <laughs> I, I couldn't even afford a wedding ring. And even, even our wedding was done. 
we had a great time, good party, everything. But like we cut corners every possible yeah. thing we, way we could. Uh, you know, we printed our own uh, inv- invitations. invitations. We made all sorts of decorations. Yeah, but hold on things. a second. The only thing I was in charge was my dress and the flowers. He took care of everything else. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm sort of an event planner. But you know, that's, that's my kind point. Of, you know, how often do you see you know somebody managing you know money and trying to be you know. He took care of everything else. I literally had like, oh, my dress came from France. Okay, sweet. And then flowers. Nice. And that was it. Yeah. And, and uh, my, my, my overall family, my wide family is not rich. But you know what was incredible is when we added up all the money that like people gifted us and yeah. stuff, it pretty much paid it for the wedding. It. So yeah. it, was like, it was like, yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we uh, kept, you know, did all the, the, kept everything cheap and just fun and, mm. and, and, and light. And then all of a sudden she's like, hey, maybe we should get married. And, and this is, you know, uh, it was after you came back from France. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Mar-. I'm like, marriage? Like, I only just met you, you know, like uh, <laughs> eight months ago. And she's like, oh, it'd be a lot, be a lot easier with uh, my education, with finances and this and that. And I'm like, well, 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 slow down. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, I really like you and this could go somewhere. So don't be leaving. But I was like, I can't talk about any of that yeah. stuff right now. <laughs> Um, but then, like we said, we ended up getting married about two years later. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, well, actually, so if you do the math, it was actually, I think, under two years. It was under two years. That, that we got married. So it wasn't like 90 Day Fiance. That's good. No, no. But, <laughs> the, the, you was... know, well, we talk about timing. You know, I, I was 23. I, I had one long-term girlfriend before that. And then I had a couple, like, shorter-length girlfriends. But, again, that was a good time because although I liked having a girlfriend, you know, I was... Uh, I was kind of ready for mm-hmm. somebody to kind of settle down Sweet. with. And, uh, and then, yeah, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I met a 19 year old French nanny. I'm not letting this one get yeah. away. You know, once she came back to the U S uh, but that was one of the best things we did was wait to have kids. Cause that just made everything so much easier. And in that time I was able to grow my business and, uh, you know, make enough money to where like we could actually have a kid mm-hmm. and, uh, but even from the beginning, you know, again, you know, just a matter of going through, like, you know, understanding what does it mean. I, w- I came from a very, I would say, um, liberal family, but very also very much like, you know, you got to be careful with your money to teach you the right way, how to budget, how to take care of your money, which I think from your side of the family was not quite the same. So it was just a matter of like trying to figure out like a right balance between the two. Yeah. Just to be open up, you know, like, you know, okay, so what's the bills? What's going to happen? What do we need to do? How do we need to do? And the freaking out, you know, through like, oh my gosh, it's tax season. How are we going to pay for everything? How are we going to do this? How are we going to, you know, balance all of that? It took us, I would say a good five years, more than that, six years within our marriage to (coughs) stop freaking out and stop like, you know, crying and arguing and you know trying to see how we're going to do this how what's going to happen to that how can we pay for this did you think about that one did you do this you know just and for the longest time you were in charge of the finances of you know trying to to make sure that you know it was balanced because i didn't know as much i would say well that's not true i didn't know like i would say i didn't know like from that point of view how to really take care of it but my background was in accountability. So I knew how to balance a checkbook. I knew how to was make... Was it what? Accountability. Accounting. Accounting. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So See, what, that's why you use that checkbook. 
the French way. Um, so I knew that was that was my degree. So okay. I knew how to take care of that. I knew like from business point of view, how to balance the checkbook, how to be able to like, you know, make sure to the to the sense exactly how much we have. Mm -hmm. But it was like really he was the breadwinner still is, you know, like I didn't know exactly what, what, what are you making? What are you getting paid? What is, you know, behind, yeah. you know, all that didn't quite understand. So we definitely struggled a lot with, you know, again, you know, the fun, the ugly part of, you know, marriage and finances of trying to understand, you know, how much money do we have? Yeah, well, to, to just sum up what she's saying, tax time was always the worst because I was self-employed. And I, again, I was young. I was dumb. I didn't really know a lot. So I'd all of a sudden have all these debts and I'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Peggy, like we, we got a month to figure this out. What do we do? Um, uh, She's like, you weren't saving? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of what it yeah. came down to. And uh, but I, I did figure it out. And uh, I love to learn from other people's mistakes. Right. My family is terrible with money. Mm. You know, they've they've uh, been in bankruptcy and they've they've had things repossessed and they've learned from their mistakes, too. But so I'm looking at that and I'm like. I don't care if I have a lot or a little, but I'm just going to try to be responsible. You know, I'm trying to do whatever I got to do. And then I ran into those issues and I was like, we got to figure something out. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, so we did. We got it all under control. And then right around that time is when is when, yeah, I, I was like, OK, well, money is basically a game and I like to win. So let's just figure out like the smartest way to handle money. And then we can't lose. Right. I mean, you work hard and you, you, you be you. uh act like a smart person and, <laughs> and you're going to win the game. And that's when I kind of discovered Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's kind of a controversial figure for some of the things he says and does, but the, oh, really? the, uh, the crux of his financial things are, are uh, make a lot of sense. And, and again, they do seem kind of outlandish, but, uh, but they work and we stuck with it. And um, that, and, and, you know, believing in myself and believing in my wife mm -hmm. and that way we were able to grow my business and grow our family. But yeah, having, having a, a dependable spouse is, is life changing. Like, yeah. like I said, it gives me the confidence even when I'm not feeling great about this or that. And, uh, you know, I get the impression, even you two, you know, just the way you support each other and, and pump each other up. I mean, <laughs> you, you really need that. You, yeah. you need somebody when you're like, oh man, I screwed up or something bad happened and help me out here. And then, you know, you're yep. taken care of. But, well, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not always like that. <laughs> for me, it is. Uh, no, I mean like, so we got married because we, not because we were going to get married anyways, but <laughs> yeah. um, we decided to get married on December 30th. So that tax season, oops. So that tax season, we would, be able to file <laughs> well turns out he had a debt that he owed to like an ar the army or something okay like that. i don't know and um yeah so that came down on me and it actually didn't end up being that bad because you just claim injured spouse and then he ends up having to pay for it anyways but it's just funny because like you think oh bliss marriage bliss this is gonna make all our problems go away and it's like well, no, you still got to work on it together. It doesn't just disappear. Did, did you guys ever do uh, what, what do you call it? It's like it's not marriage counseling, but it's like before you got married, you sit down with a pastor. Premarital. Yeah. Pre there yeah. we go. Thank you. Premarital counseling. With, P with Pastor Justice, I think we did like one or two. So, yeah. so 
when you're in the position, you think it's the dumbest thing. And it's like, what? Trust me. I love this woman. Right. But it actually makes a lot of sense because the things that ruin marriages, uh, most of the time they're identifiable, you know, Mm -hmm. like we just said, financial struggles, uh, in-laws, that's a huge one right there. Right. Um, I can't remember the other ones because because they weren't problems. But the two biggest problems for Politics. us were, fi- were f- financial and, and uh, in laws. In laws? Yeah. Oh really? my gosh! Yes. Oh. Oh. So un- un- unlimited so drama. Different. Oh and wow! It, and I so didn't that, know that. That's what I liked about premarital counseling because they tell you ahead of time. They're like, "Hey, these are the five reasons why okay. most marriages fail." Mm-hmm. You know, so you better be in agreement on the. Oh, kids is another one. You know, yeah. When and how many? But. Uh, but yeah, I loved the pre- premarital counseling. Again, at the time, I thought it was kind of dumb. I'm like, right, I, right, I right. know what I'm doing, and you know, you're not any smarter than me. But you do learn a lot about each other, really. Like you know, your goals, your ideas. You know, you do. And again, if somebody would have sat down with you two, maybe that yeah. army thing would have come up. <laughs> I mean, not, not that it, it ended was up hidden. being fine, but yeah, yeah it's like yeah. But but you could see how that happens, where it causes some stress between the two of you, because you're like, yeah, you know, we're a team, and it's like, wait a minute, you did this whole other thing, and this is way more complicated. Ah. I didn't know about this. Oh my goodness, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah but to talk about that, how you're going to raise your kids, and um, and and again, I wish I could find that list, all those things, and I would imagine, because some of them are are hard hitting, I would imagine you know, one in a million marriages, they see that they get in an argument, they don't end up getting married. Like, right. Just cause uh, they're, you got to we'll talk through it and do worksheets and yeah. you don't, you don't have to be in total agreement with each other, but you got to think about it. You have to be able to work together. Exactly. Um, I actually did. I know I did premarital counseling with my previous engagement and I don't know if you guys know, but I was engaged before. And um, he never ended up showing up to any of the premarital counseling. Red it flag. Was, yeah. <laughs> it was just me. And actually. He's like, I can't commit. I can't commit. <laughs> it was just me. And after like the third one, she was like, why? What are you doing? Like, you definitely should not be marrying this person. And I was like, but we're already so far in. And then he ended up le- leaving me two months before the oh wedding. So I was gosh. like, I should have just listened to her. And then that heartbreak, you know, but. Yeah, it's hard to. What a funny reason to get married. I know we're already so far. We're already along. so far. <laughs> We've already bought the paid for the caterer, so now we just yeah. have to. Yeah, we lost a lot of money on that wedding. <laughs> Actually, his parents did, unfortunately. But, uh, so how do you implement finances with your children? Like, do you? They do. Well, well I mean, you you got to teach them in very simple terms about yeah. money, and and honestly, it's kind of hard. Because, you know, kids have a million messages coming at them. But it's funny because our kids' first, uh, 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 you know, experience with money was the quarter machines at the grocery store. Okay. You know, so the bubble gum and the stickers. So our kids would come up to us and say, Mom, can I have five monies? Five monies. <laughs> That's what I always say. I need five monies. <laughs> and I'd give them a quarter and so they'd be cute. like, got it. Thanks. <laughs> But that's not five. That's well, only one. Exactly. But, but that, yeah, five monies was always what everything yeah, was. How, how much does it cost? Five monies. Five monies. I, I wish things were only five monies. Hey, I bought a house for right? five monies. Uh, but yes, yeah, start them young, um, and and then you know play play games where there's money involved, whatever it, they happen to be, Monopoly or whatever, just cause, so they can see the things Exchange. cost money, and you gotta you lose it and you win it. Um. But, uh, but super simply, I mean, above everything other, above any other financial advice, budgets is all really money comes down to. But even for the kids, I would say, you know, like you said on that topic, you know, 
you give them, you know, allowance and you say, okay, you know, out of that allowance, you know, you got to think about it. You know, you have, you get $10 a week. Well, out of that $10, you're going to need to tie that of it. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have to save out of it. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it, you can do whatever you want. Spend, yeah. save, give, invest. Those are the four mm -hmm. things you do with money. Yeah. And so, but at that time, you know, when they're younger, you can't invest really. You can't, you know, you can, the giving, you know, the tithing, the giving, the saving. Investing will come, I, th I think, you know, when they get like a job, once they start understanding more. But just that portion right there, mm -hmm. to just slowly get them going. And then we found out for the two older one, we give them like a green light card. So yeah, they yeah, have, yeah, you know, right. they have those ones, which is kind of like very useful. They can earn extra money mm -hmm. because for us doing chores around the house does not give you allowance. Mm -hmm. You part mm -hmm. of the family, you do the chores. It doesn't matter. Allowance is just for us. Like we have allowance as well to, to have some fun. Yeah. And so that's extra on the side. And it's just a matter of teaching them, you know, <laughs> more and more. And then now they're realizing, well, I'm babysitting and making money. Well, out of that money, child, you still need to do, you know, the basics, you know, to teach you the principle, you know, is it better to be able to be frugal with 90% than mm -hmm. with 100%. Right, right. And so it's just a matter of teaching them that, which I think has been helpful, you know, and then realizing as, you know, the teenagers job hunting, you know, and trying to look for things, you know, well, now, dude, look at that stuff, you know, your paycheck out of that, all this is going to be gone. You mm -hmm. can say goodbye to it. And you're never going to yeah, see yeah. that money, you know, until you're like, old and retiring <laughs> and even that so it's just really teaching them you know to be understanding how much everything costs you know some of the kids are now understanding the teenagers more but some of the younger one like they go shopping with me and they're like that's our grocery bill I'm like, oh my gosh i know and it's like yeah, it is but they still don't get it though it's like you just saw me spend almost 300 dollars on groceries but you're still gonna next time i take you can i get this that i'm like did you not see before because <laughs> they're like oh yeah. my gosh well, but, <laughs> but I, I, I tell them i'm like if you want it where's your money yeah well, well yeah you, you can you use your own see, money you want to see you want your kids to see the ups and downs like you just said i yeah. just had to pay all this money <laughs> you know for this stuff and i don't have that money anymore yeah it's and, gone and uh you know but but also if you uh, get a, a, a good job, a good gig or whatever, right? You know, I worked really hard. This is my reward. And so I worked hard for this. So I got to be smart with it. But it, it, it's, but again, it's like you said, it doesn't click with them. Yeah. You know, you got to, you got to let them see that. And, and, but kids aren't dumb. You know, they see when you're happy, they see when you're sad. So uh, obviously you don't want to get too extreme in front of your kids, but I don't mind when our kids see us, you know, happy because like i said we worked hard or yeah. sad because you know i you know got in a car accident lost my van and all this other uh, stuff yeah, but yeah. but but you wanted to see that because then they see the value of money hard mm -hmm. work and uh because my son i already can kind of see it in him he has uh this affliction that other part of my family has, which is when they get money, they just think they're the richest person in the right. world. It's like, oh, I have a hundred dollars. I can, I, I can't believe what I can do with this. And it's like, it's gone in like a, a couple days. You know? Yeah. They, they spent it on Fortnite. It's like, I know, I don't understand that. Roblox, Fortnite, or anything like that. Or like at this time, it's like, I'm just going to go quickly to the, to the, to Mario gas station. I'm going to get this and that and that. And I looked at it and I'm like, do you know how much money you just spent at right. my gas station getting Slurpees? Yeah. Or snacks, or he's like, "Ouch!" I'm like, mm -hmm. yep. "You might want, you know, pay attention to that. You know, hey, where's the money coming from?" Yeah, you're slowly starting to run out of it. And, you know, part of the reason I ended up in such bad debt before 
we got married is my mom who never taught me about finances. Like my parents are amazing, but they never really showed me the ropes or taught me to save or anything. She just get, I was 16 and she gave me a credit card. Oh boy. There was like a $500 limit, but that's a lot of money for a 16 year old. And I didn't have like, I was just working a little part-time job at Charlotte Russe and the first thing I did was go to 7-Eleven and just buy all my friends whatever they wanted. It was like $100. I even remember the clerk like, uh, you know, like looking at me like, why are you getting this much stuff? And I'm a teenager. But so bad. And then that just, that was my first experience with like yeah, credit. And and it didn't hit me when the bill would come. It's like, oh, I'll just pay like $5, $20 here. You know? And then it's like, why is my bill $500 all of a sudden? So uh, so learn, teaching your kids about money is so important. But I will never get Juliana a credit card. Well, <laughs> no, de- definitely yeah. don't. No. no. But as you know, like Remy, like for him, we were able to go to the bank and get him a student card. Yeah. So it's teaching him those values of be able to you know, like how much are you going to put in a saving account and how much you're going to be able to like use in your spending, knowing that your saving is going to be a backup. So if you're out of money in your checking account, mm-hmm. it's going to come out of your saving. Then if really there's nothing, then it's stuck on me. Yeah, but I, think, <laughs> I think we went overboard with my, uh, so I told you about my son, 16-year-old Remy, but our 13-year-old daughter, she's the opposite. You know, I, I spend four dollars on whatever it is and she's like dad that's a lot of money oh she's the opposite right well, now yeah, I'm like, she's, I'm like, extremely, that's, she's extreme i'm like that's disposable income right that's money that we're allowed to waste even if it's on really dumb stuff but you can waste it right and, but, but that's better than the other yeah, the other side yeah, of it yeah, so yeah. we literally have so yeah i gotta te- yeah, i gotta teach her you know again you put your money in your yeah. jars spend save give invest and uh, that's from the, it's like, okay the to waste one. money if you're sp- if that money is set aside to be wasted on something dumb. But mm-hmm. you better not be spending your food money on you know right. Roblox. That then yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna right. learn a good well, lesson. And there. that's why the budget you know really is helpful and useful for that reason. Just because you really need to just like sit down. We do it like every year. Sit down in front of the computer. Sit down in front of Excel. Okay, what are our bills? Mm-hmm. Let's do a rough estimate on how much you know. It's going to cost us for like consumers, mm-hmm. for utilities, for groceries, for car insurance. You know, you na- you pretty much go down for Netflix, Hulu, whatever, you know, sub- you know, and those tend to go up, up fast. Yeah. And you sit down and you say, OK, what do I spend my money on? How much am I making? You know, how much is going to tax? You know, how much is going for what? And then see exactly what's happening and then stick with it. Mm-hmm. And. It's not easy, but we were able to have a 20-year mortgage paid in 13 years. Nice. Following that process, you know, it was like the kids like, well, it's not part of the budget, guys. You know, like we have money set aside for like vacation. We had some money aside for fun, stupid thing, spending money, mom and dad, spending money, kids, you know, to do those extra Chuck e. Cheese trip or those extra things was set money aside so we could pay. And then suddenly, well, we were glad it happened in a way that we were so careful with the money, setting money aside for saving account for this and that because the pandemic hit and suddenly you're like... The what hit? The pandemic. Pandemic, okay. <laughs> and then suddenly you're stuck with like no income. Right. What do you do? And so we were blessed because of that being very 
diligent we know with spending money and saving money and putting money aside that we had that saving money to be able to pay for all the bills that we needed to do during that time well, mm-hmm. and and no mortgage like and that no was mortgage. huge like you know because if literally debt well, free if, if, uh, awesome. if we had a mortgage then the day after the pandemic i would have had to went and get a job somewhere right P- period i would have had yeah. to do it because you know if you had that whatever eight or nine hundred dollar payment right um but yeah right out of budget if if somebody wants to improve their finances you i don't, I don't care if you're poor middle class or rich if you write out a budget, you'll be very surprised where your money goes. <laughs> the, the first 10 times we wrote a budget, I, I was blown away. I'm like, like what? We have a lot of money, but it's all disappearing for no oh, reason. Oh, we know that. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. So it's like, <laughs> what the heck? And, and, and my parents are the perfect example. They had two excellent middle-class jobs for like 40 years, and they were always in debt, always had major financial problems. Um, only after my dad saw what I did with my wife and, and life uh he was probably like 60 when he decided to like really try to work on his finances mm-hmm. and i i want to say maybe when he was like 65 he finally got out of debt you know well, completely. you sat down with him you know looked at all the bills looked at what was going on creating the budget and the main one was like cutting the credit card well, you well, literally the cut the credit card and say you can't have none of it until you pay all the bills. You learn how to take care of all that well, stuff. It's, it's yeah. kind of like the U.S. government. They, they don't have a revenue problem. They have a spending problem. And that, mm. that's the way, <laughs> I'm not going to generalize everybody, but that's the way for most people. Because like, most people have a job, right? Mm-hmm. And granted, some states are very expensive to live in. But, uh, but yeah, so that's like I said, you write a budget, you'll be like, Wow, I, I mean, right here we can not do this, or we can put this off, right? But but like Peggy said earlier, it's not easy. So don't, Mm-mm. you know, Dave Ramsey, everybody else, you know, they're telling the truth. If they're telling you it's not easy, mm-hmm. you know, Dave Ramsey says this is a get rich slow scheme, right? Right, because that's what it is. It takes a long time mm-hmm. to to do it. What does it say? I think seven to ten years is what usually the minimum that it takes a family to get out of debt and to be able to follow those steps. If, if you fully commit, commit to yeah. his principles, it, it again, fully commit. You're not playing around. Right. You, you can, uh, people can, can clear massive amounts of debt. And like Peggy said, on average, it takes people about seven years. It took us seven years mm-hmm. when, once we fully committed okay. to, to paying everything off. But include the um, mortgage and everything, car payment, mortgage, school, because I was still in school. Mm-hmm. So paying all that stuff Yeah, and, was... we, and we had some arguments there because we were writing fat checks to her, to her college. <laughs> and, and I was like... Oh, that was, was so like, nice I, when that I was I want done. you to get oh, yeah. a, you know, educated, but right. she's a <laughs> And then know. I took a break and then I went back to it and finished it. <laughs> so, but yeah, it just, you know, it takes a matter of discipline and, you but know... Discipline and treat it like yeah. a game, right? Remember, like I said, everybody yeah. likes to win. So if you, if you kind of treat it like a game... And you're going to make, people are going to make mistakes. You're going to overspend here or forget something there or do something really dumb over here. Well, grocery was a little bit bored this month because, you know, we did <laughs> decide to go all like, oh, we went out this one. So I have to take it from this yeah, one. Yeah, and there's or, been plenty right, of times right. like, you know, like I said, Christmas or birthdays or other things will come up. And you're do, like, are you guys cash only or how do you? Uh, that that doesn't matter. We're, we're not. We were for on. the longest okay. time. Had yeah, the we, we did have cash system. envelopes. We, yeah, that's had, true. Because that. that was what was hard for us, even like working as a waitress or bartender. And I would bring home a lot of cash. I would try to do the envelope system. And mm-hmm. it's like, OK, but then we need to pull cash out to put. It's just yeah. So it was, too. Yeah. The, those are good 
to get you in the frame of mind to be thinking about money? Cause, cause that's really, most people don't even think about it. So mm-hmm. that, and that's the problem. Like if, if anybody puts even just a little bit of effort into it, uh, they can improve their finances just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, the envelopes, I agree. Those are awfully simplistic, but we did do that for a long time and yeah, that helped did. us out. It did. Okay. Well, after that, it's just a matter of like, you know, say, for example, my budget for grocery shopping is $500. So write it on a piece of paper every month, 500 and then when you go to the store, then you subtract it. They'll say, okay, okay. I spend 150 bucks. Okay, fine. Okay, now I know I have 350 left for this month for groceries. Mm-hmm. So anytime you do it, then just write it down so you know exactly if you're gonna if you want over or if you still have some money left in your grocery budget because most of the time utilities consumers all that's one you can have somewhat like rough guess how much you're going to be paying Mm -hmm. gas is another tricky one where you have to set yourself a budget depending on are you going to be traveling a lot of town are you going to be you know a lot more in town you know which vehicle you're going to take for that if you have the option take the one that's going to be cheaper to fill up you know in town compared to a gigantic suburban who's going to like eat like you know gas like crazy and mm-hmm. then you're like oh shoot mm-hmm. i need to gas up again and then i'm out of budget right so it's just a matter of like you know paying attention to what you are you know where you are in your bill whatever is going on and just try to make it hey guys you know if we're really good at, you know even for the kids like we're trying to this month to not go out to eat as a family mm-hmm. and, and no amazon and no Amazon. And yeah, we've we've nailed it. Did you guys buy anything on Amazon this month? No. Yes. Uh, not yes. me. Good job. <laughs> I'm, he, he's well, on a different. Good job. This on, is my own. Good fight. job for you. <laughs> Although I did ask him today to buy my makeup because right, I didn't have it. And I was like. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. The only Amazon that he's allowing me to do is a membership for reading. Okay. I, I do read a lot. And I try to go for the library. I've tried to go online, downloading the books for free and things like that. And. I haven't been able to, so he's allowing me to have my reading membership because I it's cheaper that way to be honest. A okay. book is about fifteen bucks. The membership is only ten bucks and oh, I read yeah. about like six to seven books a month. Wow. So how do you do that with four kids? I can't well, well, read they're, one they're, book they're a month. In school, <laughs> uh, well, but you know what? Yeah, well, that's actually school, a good point. I can I can read <laughs> when, when you're trying to do any of this stuff, you should have a, a something that you spend money on that does make you feel really good. So yeah, like, for true. example, her case is, Reading. you know, an $11 a month subscription to read an incredible um, number of books. Kindle Unlimited. She has an incredible imagination. So when she's reading, you know, she's, you know, in another world. Yeah, and yeah. She doesn't pay attention to us at home. Hello, mom. <laughs> but, but, you, but you need that. You know, for me, right. you know, I, I have a fancy phone. Now, the funny thing is, is I only buy phones that are like five or six years old anyway. And then I, <laughs> and then I keep them for a long time. But... Uh-huh. But I'm like, this is a $1,000 phone. I didn't pay that amount for it. I bought it used. But that's what I said, told myself for a while. Well, I have a nice phone, you know, so that's my way to spoil myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, right. Right now you do go to like, you know, cheap scare concerts. Well, well, you know, well, that's his it, way yeah. to... Well, honestly, it's, it's different now because now we're f- financially healthy and we don't argue about it anymore and we don't Ish. freak out anymore. What's, can you remember what the worst argument is? Well, well it, was over all, money? it was always around tax time okay. because oh, you tax know, time. I, I would okay. get you know, a, a $6,000 bill and I'd have uh, no way to pay it and I'd have to write letters to the government. Uh, I and they're brutal. Well, well <laughs> the, the, 
I won't say very many nice things about the government, but one of them is, is with the IRS, if you do write them a letter and say, I screwed up oh. you know, and, and you say, I'm willing to pay it back. Here's a plan, whatever. They'll almost always accept it. Oh, wow. If you, if you okay. make a plan with them, they will do it. But again, okay. you know, it was just a matter of like, we didn't think ahead. Was like oh free money we can do whatever we never right. thought about putting money while you're self-employed. Well, I mean I did. You but, have to put money on a side well, for but, taxes. But then, but then I'd always see this pile of money. I'd be like, oh, I'll just spend it over here. I'll just spend it over there. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was the biggest, and it happened like she said, it happened four or five years in a row, oh. and it got to be. Just you think you learn after the first one? No. But, no, but, <laughs> but, it's, but again, we we didn't have any discipline. We didn't understand the game. You uh-huh. know, and you know back then. And uh, so, yeah, to, to find a way to deal with it and to remove that stress. Uh, I mean, again, not that we don't have zero stress, but right. we don't have those, you know, end of year arguments uh, like we used to. And it's just now a matter of resetting. I would mm-hmm. say resetting the finances like in January this time, you know, we sit down, which we do for it. Just sit down, you know, in front of like the spreadsheet and just say, OK, where are we at? Mm-hmm. You know, how much, you know, with living cost how much is you know groceries right now mm-hmm. and how much is gas right now you know to be able to really reset yep we, re, we redo the budget and then like That's a, a good just idea. just for our own yeah so, sort of how there's like dry january and these other things we just try to pinch pennies in january right. and i try to work i try to work really hard in my office and stuff to get ready for the rest of the year now mm-hmm. and and then uh, that kind of takes pressure off the rest of the year because now we're like, oh, there's only 11 months left. <laughs> we, we've already saved a bunch of money from January. You know, I worked extra hard and really pushed myself uh-huh. so I can, you know, slow down a little bit or I don't have to go, go, go. Uh, but but everybody has different seasons in their lives. Yeah. And that's that's what you kind of use January for. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing I really works. admire about you guys too is how giving you are. Um, like during the pandemic and stuff, I knew that you were self-employed, and you weren't working at the time, either, or not, substitute teaching or not right away. But I then I went to like you know working as a guest. Yeah, like, like, like a yeah. year yeah. into it. Yeah, basically. right. But I would always see on your Facebook like if anybody needs is down and out with food or you know needs a ride somewhere, and I was like. I wish all of humanity could be like that. How do you find like within you to serve people when you yourself could possibly be struggling, struggling with your family? There's always people that are worse than we are, like in situation, no matter what. So just to be fortunate enough that we had, you know, no debt, Mm. that we had, you know, money saved enough, like a pantry that was full and a extra emergency pantry that, we've like collected over you know years was able to just be like okay you know we want to help you know uh-huh. it's, to, it's just the right thing to do yeah, yeah. well and, and like we said because we didn't have a mortgage i didn't have this gigantic payment hanging over me so uh i started the the delivery and the, f- the food service mm-hmm. and um and then yeah one, one day i just kind of woke up and i was like i was like no matter what happens, I think that we're probably going to be okay. Cause we're not, <laughs> we're not, I'm not a true business owner. Like I don't have a store and we don't have another mortgage on that. So I was like, I think I'm going to be okay. And then, so I tried a few crazy things like, you know, I'll do whatever you want for free. You can pay or not. And I'll just, I'll be there to help. Uh-huh. And what was funny about that is my business exploded. <laughs> uh, uh, Cause people started hiring me more. 
and they actually started paying me more, even though they could pay nothing or uh, they, or they could pay something right, right. And, and I actually made more money. But I did get one, one person really ripped me off I mean, <gasps> in a minor way. The person's like, Hey, can you deliver Jimmy John's? I was like, well, they have their own delivery. And she's like, oh, I know, but I want you to deliver it. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Jimmy John's, what's their delivery fee? Seven bucks or something? Well, it depends. Most of the time, there's like a minimum fee for okay. delivery. So I get to this person's and then, house. And then you tip. I, I get to this person's house. They only lived like a mile from Jimmy John's. Oh and they tipped gosh. me $2. They gave me $2. Wow. So it's like, really? <laughs> but but uh, I say that because, uh, yeah, I was helping people. And, and then I started doing it for free. And and the paid side blew up and the free side blew up, which I was glad to do. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, I basically just use that money to pay for the free things for people and then keep a little bit for myself. Right. And um, well, a lot of paid I, forward. I well, think well was, I was yeah. I was kind of trapped in the same thing as the loop as Lucas was. But I eventually did get government money, but it took forever. <laughs> did you ever oh, right. get out of that loop or did you, or did you never get any of that, you know, self-employment money or the PPP or any of that? Oh. Um, like, but even just like the unemployment money, because they sent that to most people, but I got I got trapped in a loop. I couldn't get my I anything working. I remember you working. talking about yeah. that. It, yeah. it, took me, it took me eight months or... It, it was like way longer than everybody else. Everybody else was like... That's just insane. started getting payments there was, right away. There was like that and an, an unemployment thing that happened and it was like three months just... Oh, sorry, you're just not going to get it. And I'm like, uh, you know, I kind of need it. Yeah, I especially can't people's work. families. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I was trapped in that same loop. I eventually figured it out. And when I did, I was just like, oh, my gosh, thank thank goodness for this. Well, yeah. they were good with, like, you know, cash money for kids, you know, for, like, for food. Mm-hmm. So that helped us, you know, big time to be able to have, you oh, know, oh, money. Oh, yeah, all the free, all the free. Oh, yeah, the school, the school, and all the stuff. Oh, that, yeah, was, we, that was oh, a yeah. huge help for us. Just yeah, to, we just drove around getting all the free food we could. Yeah. It's like we had no idea what the future was going to be like, you know. So that we, and I think we still have some in a freezer. We, we might. Yeah, we it's might. good to have for your zombie apocalypse stash. <laughs> totally. Like he, that's what he does. You know, he's working now, uh, like down in Detroit for however many hours you're working and but he's down there away from the family and then i call or he texted me today like i picked up some chickens and he got all this food and i'm like you have two days off by yourself and you're still like technically i mean we don't know what the future holds and stuff i feel like you know he has a job now we're good but he's still i really admire that about him as he's still just like this is free food. They're going to throw it away. Exactly. Resources yeah. Are, are huge. Use your resources. And, and that's what I try to do too. Like no matter where I am or what I'm doing, you know, if there's just some resources laying around, I'm like, anybody going to touch that? Yeah. <laughs> I've done it at school. Okay. It's like, there's a pile of like, you know, random stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, Notebook, chapstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I'm like, lost Mary, I'm, oh. I'm like, I'm like, hats, gloves, <laughs> like I'm guilty of that. Sorry. When it, when it comes to the food banks too, it's like, the more people that go and collect food from the food banks, the more quality food they're going to get sent. Yeah, they're going to get the help and support. Which is so interesting. Yeah. How does that work? Well, because if you only have 10 people going to some place, the government's going to give you this much food to last. And so, like, stuff that I picked up today was the same batch of stuff that I picked up four months ago or three months ago whenever mm-hmm. I first got laid off. And the more numbers they get, they send those numbers to the government. The government, oh, okay. Well, they have more people. Let's give them more okay. supplies. So, wow, yeah, no, so interesting. Sure. 
Yep, and, and I wasn't embarrassed about any of that stuff. I, I you know, took whatever I could because the government's saying, hey, you can't work. I was like, this is terrible. Um, yeah, but I yeah, think this, that they need to remove the stigma about stuff like that. It's, the help is there. You should be able to get off of certain helps, you know, like you shouldn't try to like milk the system too much, you know, and take advantage of certain things that does take away from other people. But that's helps there for a reason. Well, and ultimately we're the ones who paid for it. Right. Right. So I, I yeah. agree with you. It, it, I, we do us and we teach our kids to use it the right way. That's a good call. Yeah. You get the help you need, you get back on your feet, then you're gone. Um, and you can help other people too. And it, well, and, and again, yeah. that's that's the first thing I tried to do once I realized that you know my future wasn't just going to be bleak. You know, even though we didn't know what it was going to be, but I realized I was like, I, I can basically live on nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I you know, because I got you know stuff, I got resources, and so I made it a point to help other people, and um, it it was really super fun. I met tons of different people. Mm. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I could write a I could write a book as I think we all could of the crazy <laughs> adventures uh, from the pandemic time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we still do, you know, like you know, helping families, or even in this case, you know, helping schools. You know, you don't realize how much teachers, you know, are lacking. Yes. And you know, especially in this time, it's like I'm the first one where the teachers are like, "Oh, we're low in snacks, or we're low in this." I'll go if I can, Sam's Club or whatever, and get a gigantic boxes and just drop it off at the school for the teachers. Mm -hmm. And this time of right now, it's like hats and gloves, extra snow gear, extra mm -hmm. stuff like that. Everything that the kids have outgrown, I just like literally donated to the teachers. That's smart. and they are like, oh my gosh, you have no idea how much we needed this at this time. Boots, coats, scarf, gloves, you name it. We Those can't kids afford to, to give any boots away. Yeah, because our dogs, our dogs will chew, chew them all. So we have to end up buying. We need the one. We yeah, need donate the all to your dog. Yes. Well, we'll have to talk about shoe size and what else, <laughs> pant size. But kids, kids treat hats and gloves and boots like they're disposable. I, I swear know they, they don't do. get it. They don't get it. Yeah, trust me, Gabby just lost hers, and I went through the school. I was working this week. She's like, "Can't find my snow pants," and I'm like, "Lost and found. Nope, it's not in there. In her lockers, it's not there. In the classroom, it's not in there." And I'm like. How yeah. do you lose pants? That's a oh, no, We have snow boots and like half a shoes in a lost and found at school. How can you only have one shoe? Yeah, how do you lose yeah. one? <laughs> one shoe. You just come home, just hop. Yeah. It's like that one like, TikTok you sent me. We stare at each other like with the, with the staff. We're like, how did you lose one? Where's the other one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did you check in your lockers? Uh-huh. Did you check? I don't know. Just keep That's it on so your weird. foot. Just I, Is I, it somewhere deep down in the snow whatever. right now that I've, you I've like been, ran? I've been to some schools. Their lost and found pile is as big as this table. I'm uh, not kidding you. It's a mound. Oh, so you're, you're doing them a favor by by raiding, you know, yes. or, or another another uh, pro, pro tip. Pro um, tip. Water bottles. They, they, you go to the, there. There's 500 water bottles. <laughs> There will eventually be a pink Stanley Cup. Just I know. Yes. I'm telling you what. <laughs> We're going to get that Stanley I've done it. I've, I've grabbed water bottles, coolers, yeah. I mean, you name it, because it's just a mountain end, of well, stuff. And that's what they do. They try to for us at least to do it. So if there's like an upcoming dance, upcoming teacher parent conference, they literally like have it like line up in front of you like, please, please your take it. Find your kid's staff. We've done it where literally... We like go through things. It's like okay, this take your kid with you and size up, size yeah, them right yeah. There. Too small, too oh, perfect. There you go. <laughs> well, no, 
this even, was his. Yeah, not, not even that. It was at the end of the play last time. I clean up the entire thing and I'm walking through the entire auditorium in front of all the kids. <laughs> this is somebody's water bottle. It's um, it was a Yeti. It was one of the other one, one of the expensive one. Whose water bottle is this? Whose water bottle is this? In front of all 50, 150 kids. None of them claimed it. Yeah. It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> I literally like, I waited until like literally we she left. She did it in after- the dark. No. <laughs> just, just whispering. Who's this? this? At the, end, at the end of cast party, I literally had a gigantic lost and found sign yeah. with that water bottle. I'm like, if nobody takes it at the end of the cast yeah, party. Fair enough. I'm like, it's been sitting there. I went through everybody asking for the water bottle. It's been sitting on that table with the lost and found. We're leaving. We're closing up. Everything is cleaned up. I grabbed it. Yeah. I'm like, you had five hours to claim that water bottle. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're missing a Yeti. <laughs> Some Sorry. of my favorite stuff now. is stuff that gets left at our house, too. Yeah. Oh, my winter coat. It might be yours. I don't know. <laughs> too late Somebody, now. Yeah, too late now. Somebody <laughs> left it at our house. I have no idea who, but I'm like, I've been wearing it this whole I've, winter. <laughs> I, I have my two big one. I have my everyday one and I have my school one, and I'm good. I think I'd, that's not mine. Well, we're, no. it looks like we're we're bumping up against the time. So, yeah. you know what? Let's give our last uh, good, good uh, marriage Tip, yes, yes, let's which, hear it. Which is um, all the tips. What we'll, we'll call open and sometimes ugly communication, right? <laughs> I love it. So when, when we fight, <laughs> our kids sometimes come up to us afterwards and they're like, you know, are you guys getting divorced? Or, oh or why do you hate mom? Or why do you <gasps> hate dad, right? And we're like, look, you got nothing to worry about because as long as we're communicating, even if it's ugly uh-huh. uh, for a short time, um, that's infinitely better than if we're ignoring each other if, yeah. if we're ignoring each other that is a serious problem Be worried, yeah. now, now the ugliness can't can't go on you don't want like multiple day ugliness. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's no. just terrible you, you won't last long there but um but if you got to say something and it slips out and volume or the use the wrong words or whatever at least it's out there right? yeah and then you get past the ugliness part of it but you gotta communicate even when you don't want to even when you might say something bad yeah. just because that's the thing you can't ignore you know your spouse you got to keep that open communication even when it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah i'd say yeah that's for sure and then we have you know yeah we tell the kids you know like the day that we stop arguing the day that we stop you know like annoying each other bickering about anything or whatever mm-hmm. it's the day that you have to worry right <laughs> it's the day that we call it quit the fact that we're still arguing we're still you know like mad at each other from stupid thing to random whatever to the kids itself you know trying to pin pin us against each other you know we are still communicating Mm -hmm. we're still talking about it and then then they see us you know hugging it hugging it out you know making out you know whatever (laughs) yeah that's gross yeah that one too (laughs) and you know but at least they know that we are working on it and i think that's important for the kids to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. We try to keep somewhat of the ugly away from them, like personally. True, but I mean, there's six people in our household, so you can't. There's you not. Can't hide yeah, but <laughs> just try to keep it, you know, like somewhat of the things that you have to say behind closed doors. They can so, see that you're mad at each other, yeah. but you don't have to say, you know, you were a jerk to me, you know, you whatever in front of the kids. You can wait until, you know, say, okay, that wasn't cool, you know, you were, you know, whatever you need to say at that time. Be unclosed door. They may hear it, whatever, but you're not doing it somewhat in front of the kids. 
but then they can still, you know, appreciate the fact that we are fighting, we are arguing. We're not going to be agreeing on everything at all time, no mm -hmm. matter what. But we love each other and we are committed to each other. We are going to work on trying to fix whatever needs to be fixed mm -hmm. and then move on. Because something that somebody told me that stuck with me is, you married, you have kids. But what happened when your kids are older and out of the yes. house? Yeah. You're still stuck with them. You're still stuck with her. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? So if you don't start, you know, redating, continuing dating your spouse and figuring things that, doing things that she likes, doing things that he likes, even if you despise it, you're still doing something together. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of more important than, you know, like, oh, well, the kids are grown. I hate you. Our, <laughs> our job yeah. is done. So see right. you later. Move I'm going to divorce you. Goodbye. You know, adios. Au revoir. And then just move on. No, you got to still figure those things together, you know, that he sometimes he stuck coming with me to certain things and I can tell that he's like, <laughs> and certain things I go to, I'm sorry, honey, Scat concert. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it. Certain bands, I'm okay with it. And most of them, I'm like, oh my God. But I'll still go because... I love to see oh, him For the record, happy. she barely comes to shows, but I always keep an eye out for shows you like because I yeah. want to... Well, some of them I will go and have fun with it, but I would consider that going to... A, it's a chore, but I love it. I will go with it because I love my husband. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to see him like having fun on a dance floor and then, you know, goofing around, dancing yeah. and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like he'll come to certain things with me because he knows it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. So you have to do those certain things too for each other even if you don't like it, and then finding those common ground where we both love certain things, let's go and find those ones and have fun with it together as well. Mm -hmm. Never quit dating your spouse. That is for sure. For sure. We're going to go on a date right after this. We are. Double date. Double date. <laughs> so uh, you don't have any balloons in your pocket, do you? Dang it. Fi finally after... Uh, I should have asked you. I should have told you. After 20 years with this girl, I finally... Put that stuff down. You know, don't bring it with me everywhere I go. <laughs> this is the only reason I ever invite you over. <laughs> I that want your magic. balloons. We want your balloons and, and your magic. All right, can you do? A, do you, is there any magic tricks you can do? Well, let's see here. <laughs> for your, for your. Uh, <laughs> By the way, there's not actually a drink in here. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's see if I can try a little something here. Oh, you still have it. Ooh, that'd be fun. Oh, I love Let's it. See. He can just pull one out. What has he got in this? So I've got my handy dandy doodle app here. Okay, love it. That's my little doodle app for the, the children's screaming. Here. So here's what we'll do. Let's erase that. I'm gonna make a guess as to what you two are about to think and do. Okay. Okay. <gasps> All right. Just a second here. And you're going to give us some parameters, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can guess this right. Okay. I've got some invisible coins, Lucas. Why don't you grab one there from my hand? Okay. There you go. There we go. Got a, got a couple of them. Oh, you got a couple of them. <laughs> well, take a closer look there. And okay. uh, I'd like you to give one of those coins to your lovely wife. All right, you can take this one. I'll take the other. Yeah. I need it back, dude. Mm -hmm. We're on a budget. Okay. We're on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> what, what coin did Lucas give you? A penny. Penny? Uh -huh. uh, flip it in the air. Like 
Toss it. Catch, catch it. Great. <laughs> Turn it around. And uh, what is it? Uh, heads or tails? Heads. So you chose a penny, and you or no, you you chose the coin. She chose penny. Heads. Well, let's let's see here what we got. No. <laughs> oh. Bam! Check that out. Wow, that was awesome. You are so. Am I pointing it? Cool. Cool. <laughs> I think it might be mine that you would have to point it. Out. I can't see it. <laughs> here, hold that in front of that lens. Penny heads, check that out. Oh, it's not gonna be able to see it. It penny says right? penny heads, okay? It says penny heads. <laughs> Trust us. We're podcasters. We wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> Listen, bam, that's a magic. I don't play. know how you did that, and and that was super cool. Because I was I, I grabbed, I grabbed a fa- an invisible quarter and an invisible nickel. How did and then and sh- how did she get a penny? I handed her the nickel. And then she turned it into a penny somehow, wow. and, and it landed yeah. on. So heads. I'm magic too. Incredible magic. <laughs> That's why you asked her because she, you knew, you knew you could see in her eyes. I just knew you'd only give me a penny. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. That was a fun conversation. Yeah, guys. that was Thanks fun. Thanks for teaching us so much stuff. And, yeah. uh Stay sexy. I wrong yeah, podcast. We, <laughs> that, that could be your, that could be your catchphrase. <laughs> we can because we. Wait, it's already from my murder oh, podcast. Yeah. It's Wait, just, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stay, stay sexy is your murder cat podcast. Yeah. It's cat stay face. sexy and don't stay get alive murdered. is what it's ours, <laughs> ours could be like stay average and work out once a week. <laughs> what? That has nothing to do with marriage. No. Help us think of a slogan. You'd oh, be so really? good at that. Or a, a catchphrase. Well, Peggy's slogan seems to be always kiss me good night. Mm. Oh, I like that. Oh, I, can't, I, I can't kiss you goodnight. She'll get mad. He'll get mad. It'll be yeah. a whole thing. So. I mean, I'm pretty sure our neighbors already think we have like a swingers club happening every Saturday because we have different <laughs> couples over every Saturday. Oh my gosh, Saturday. that's funny. <laughs> They're like, Who's, who is it this week? No. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Let's go party and hang out and talk some more. Sure, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I can do this successfully. Well, thanks for having us. Too. Yes. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, tuning in. We'll see you next Tuesday. Ha, <laughs>